his long white hair rolled down Catty Bree's shoulder, tickling the front of her bare arm, and her own thick auburn hair cascaded down Drizzt's arm and chest. The two sat back to back on the banks of Mare de Walden, the largest lake in Icewind Dale, staring up at the hazy summer sky. Lazy white clouds drifted slowly overhead, their white fluffy lines sometimes cut in sharp contrast as one of many huge skin-look vultures coasted underneath. It was the clouds, not the many birds that were out this day that held the attention of the couple. A knucklehead trout on the gaff? Catty Bree said of one unusual cloud formation, a curving oblong before a trailing thin line of white. How do you see that? The dark elf protested with a laugh. Catty Bree turned her head to regard her black-skinned, violet-eyed companion. How do ye not? she asked. It's as plain as the white line of your own eyebrows. Drizzt laughed again but not so much at what the woman was saying, but rather at how she was saying it. She was living with Bruner's clan again in the dwarven mines just outside of Ten Towns, and the mannerisms and accent of the rough-and-tumble dwarves were obviously again wearing off on her. Drizzt turned his head a bit toward the woman as well, his right eye barely a couple of inches from Catty Breeze. He saw the sparkle there. It was unmistakable a look of contentment and happiness only now returning in the months since Wolfgar had left them, a look that seemed, in fact, even more intense than ever before. Drizzt laughed and looked back up at the sky. Your fish got away, he announced, for the wind had blown the thin line away from the larger shape. It is a fish, Cadibri insisted petulantly, or at least... The woman made it sound as if she was being petulant. Smiling, Drizzt didn't pursue the argument. Ye darn fool, little one! Bruder Battlehammer grumbled and growled, spittle flying as his frustration increased. The dwarf stopped and stamped his hard boot ferociously on the ground, then smacked his one-horned helmet onto his head, his thick orange hair flying wildly from beneath the brim of the battered helm. I'm here thinking I got a friend on the council, and there ye go, letting Kempatargos go and spout the price without even a fight. Regis the halfling, thinner than he had been in years and favoring one arm from a ghastly wound he'd received on his last adventure with his friends, just shrugged and replied, Kempatargos speaks only of the price of the ore for the fishermen. And the fishermen buy a considerable portion of the ore, Bruner roared. Why'd I put ye back on the council, Rumblebelly, if ye ain't to be making me life any easier? Regis gave a little smile at the tirade. He thought to remind Bruner that the dwarf hadn't put him back on the council, that the folk of Lonelywood, needing a new representative since the last one had wound up in the belly of a yeti, had begged him to go, but he wisely kept the notion to himself. Fisherman! the dwarf said, and he spat on the ground in front of Regis's hairy, unshod feet. Again, the halfling merely smiled and sidestepped the mark. He knew Bruner was more bellow than bite, and knew, too, that the dwarf would let this matter drop soon enough, as soon as the next crisis rolled down the road. Ever had Bruner Battlehammer been an excitable one. 
The dwarf was still grumbling when the pair rounded a bend in the path to come in full view of Drizzt and Catty Bree, still sitting on the mossy bank, lost in their cloud dreams and just enjoying each other's company. Regis sucked in his breath, thinking Brunner might explode at the sight of his beloved adopted daughter in so intimate a position with Drizzt, or with anyone for that matter. But Brunner just shook his hairy head and stormed off the other way. Darned fool elf! he was saying when Regis caught up to him. Will you just kiss the girl and be done with it? Regis's smile nearly took in his ears. <laughs>